Hey, everybody, and welcome to Camera Dads, episode number eight. I am one of your hosts, Mr. Phil Ringsmooth, and on the other side of the Midwest internet with me is my co-host and brother, Simon. How are you doing, Simon? Hey, Phil. Doing pretty well. Thanks for doing this interesting kind of special episode tonight. Um, it's, a, it's a bit of a different... I'm excited about this. What are we doing? What are we talking about? So We're not talking about macro photography, which we were going to talk about macro photography, but something came up. Yeah, we, we had to change plans a little bit, and it's a bit ironic. Last night, I was a, a guest speaker at a... a class in Oklahoma City talking about podcasting. And I said, one of the most important things you can do is always be prepared, have show notes, have a topic and stick to that topic. We are breaking all that rule or all those rules tonight because Phil and I wanted to talk about the solar eclipse and not just taking pictures of the eclipse, but everything involving our experience with the solar eclipse, which was last week. Um, but we're recording this on August 29th. So it was about, uh, I don't know, it's on the 21st, I think. Eight, about eight days ago, last yeah. Monday. Yep, this, today's, today's Tuesday, so just over a week ago. And Phil and I were together in the same spot to view the eclipse. And so uh, we got to talking during that event. And we have no tips for anyone to photograph the eclipse <laughs> because that won't happen for another eight years. And as you'll find out, there were some issues with us with the eclipse. But we just want to talk about that experience of, of doing that with our families. So, Phil, why don't you kick us off here? Sure. Uh, well, for starters, we so I, I'm in Lincoln, Lincoln, Nebraska, and that's actually it was on the path of totality, which means that it was going to get that the moon was going to completely cover the sun to the point where you can actually take your special uh, eclipse glasses off and look at the sun during the totality here in Lincoln. That was supposed to last, I think around a minute. Um, but you and I have some friends that live <laughs> South of Lincoln, closer to the line of totality. Um, for me, from here, it's maybe an hour to mm -hmm. this farm that we were invited to. And we decided why not? This is not going to happen again um we decided to take our kids out of school for this one of the reasons for that was the, the the school the elementary school was had a huge thing for eclipse they were planning the whole thing they were going to do glasses they were going to take all the kids outside unfortunately they had to make the decision not to take the kindergartners outside just because they were worried that they couldn't control everybody yeah and that's a pretty valid and, issue i I wouldn't want to be responsible for one of the kindergartners not putting the glasses on and then they get eye damage and stuff like that. So exactly. That's a, it, it had to be a tough decision to yeah. make. And uh, so, so we just decided, well, since our kindergartner isn't going to be able to see it at school and we're an hour away from this, uh, let's go ahead and, and give it a go. The other motivating factor for giving it that, that go was that you came up to Lincoln from Oklahoma <laughs> <laughs> which is a six hour drive with your family. Yeah. And uh, stayed up here at our parents' house for a couple of nights and then drove to Beatrice ish with us that morning. Yeah, we did all that. And, and um, you did all of that just for the eclipse, right? Yeah, pretty much. We have been to Lincoln a couple of times this summer to see you guys. And we wanted to do just one more to make it a, big thing with this eclipse and we we wanted the most amount of eclipse possible so we went to beatrice uh with you phil and with our friends brian and Krista. if you're listening 
Thank you for inviting us. Carla and Ken, who hosted the event at their farm, thank you. We had a great time. Unfortunately, um, didn't quite work out with <laughs> with the, uh, the total eclipse. But before we get to that, if you don't mind, um, I wanted to mention a little bit about where I was coming from, from the photography side of things. My friend Evan, well, our friend Evan, was telling us about this eclipse, I, I don't know, two, three years ago. And for the longest time, I wanted to take a picture of this thing. Mm. And mm -hmm. I, 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 I was going to rent a lens, like a 600 millimeter lens, and rent a teleconverter, rent, uh, buy some solar, um, what do you call that? Solar filters? Yeah, yeah, like uh, the, the film or whatever. Yeah, solar film. And I had all these plans to do this. And I even wrote an article for uh, Digital Photography School, the if this website I write for about how to photograph a solar eclipse. And I thought this is my big chance. <laughs> and then I decided not to do it. And I didn't take a single photo of the eclipse. And that was an intentional decision on my part. Um, I I made that call about a month beforehand. It was kind of a weird mental place to be in where I had been so looking forward to doing this for so long. And then I just, I, I, one day I told my wife, forget it. I'm not taking any photos of the eclipse. So it was this wow. weird 180 for me. I didn't even notice that you didn't take any photos when we were there. No, not a single one. Um, because I decided that there would be so many photos of the eclipse that other people were going to take. I wanted to, focus on the event itself and being present with my family and my kids and and your kids phil and i i don't know i i think in the end um i'm happy with the call i made partially because the eclipse was kind of a bust <laughs> and i would have rented all this equipment for nothing but it was it was fun to to know in advance that i wasn't going to be trying to fiddle with camera settings and be panicking about uh, did I, do I have my exposure and nailed down? Um, meanwhile, my kids are excited about it and I'm ignoring them because I'm too busy with the camera. But although I think in, in hindsight, you actually did photograph the eclipse, didn't you? I did. Yep. And I, that's, that's sort of like you, I wasn't planning, mm -hmm. well, I wasn't planning to do it or not to do it. Um, I was kind of not really didn't have any big plans for the eclipse. Yeah, you, I don't remember you telling me about any big plans to get no, pictures of uh, it. And then, you know, when the opportunity came for us to go down there and join you guys and see it, you know, hopefully, it didn't quite turn out that way, but hopefully uh, in, in, in its best uh, best form, um, I was like, yeah, let's go. And I brought my camera and I did take quite a few pictures just off the cuff and I, I didn't know what I was doing. I wasn't prepared. I don't have any solar filters or any of that equipment or anything. I just took my, my Nikon D3200 and the the zoom lens I have, it's a 55 to 200 millimeter. I use that for taking, you know, soccer photos and that kind of thing. But like, well, I'll, I'll bring this obviously because it's what I want to use to take pictures of the sun. And I just kind of went with, went with the moment and sort of made it up as, as things happened. I got two different kinds of pictures that a few of them turned out really, really nice. I, I was impressed. Phil, you shared a, a, an album with me before this, and I saw I've it. got a, 
since we're doing the, the video, I, I'm going to yeah, sure. go ahead and share one. Yeah, um, please do. I was impressed. For someone who didn't really plan on doing this, I thought you did a fantastic job. And a small part of me actually kind of wishes I had taken a few pictures, but only a very small part. I, I like that. <laughs> See, because I, I can show my kids the pictures you took. And they and, and that that still conveys the same meaning and importance because man, I mean, this picture that, that I'm looking at right now that you're showing, um, the Isaac was there for that. Daddy yeah. didn't snap yeah. the shutter or, um, uh, or, or take the picture, but my kids saw this image from the same spot you were Phil. And that's awesome. This is, this is one of my favorite ones. I think it's, uh, this was without uh, any solar glasses. What, I, I did take quite a few pictures. Can, with, can you describe uh, it for the audio listeners? Sure. It's um, it's cloudy. Let me preface it with that. When we were talking about the weather conditions and how the eclipse didn't turn, uh, turn out, how it was, you know, hopefully could have, it actually rained a little bit that morning. <laughs> yeah, it did. Within... <laughs> gosh, with up to like a half an hour. No, I'm sorry, to within the eclipse actually beginning because the entire thing lasted a couple hours. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was sporadic cloud cover across the entire time frame of the eclipse. Um, sometimes it was pretty heavy that you couldn't see the sun at all. And then sometimes the clouds would thin out and you could see it. But we had very few chances where you could actually see through an opening in the clouds completely. Mm-hmm. That just that didn't happen for us, and that was just the, the luck of the draw. So this picture is um, zoomed in uh, to two hundred millimeters with um, nothing, no filter over the lens, and it's essentially it, it. It almost looks like a moon, a very thin crescent moon. Yeah, it does. Like you would see close to dusk. Like you look at this picture without knowing it's got anything to do with the eclipse, and you'd say, "Wow, that's a cool shot of the moon." <laughs> it's not the moon. <laughs> and I think one of my favorite things about this picture, Phil, is that everything that I read about and researched for taking pictures of the eclipse, there's always that one common element, which was you have to get a solar filter. And I realized as we were, were watching this eclipse, there was a lot of time when the clouds acted as the solar filter. And uh, several of us were able to look at the eclipse without glasses because the clouds were obscuring the view so much that you could see this little sliver of sun. And I think had I prepared for this, for the eclipse and had I gone out of my way to, to rent equipment and solar filters and all that, I would never have gotten a picture like this. And I, I don't know if you would have either, because it, it wouldn't have occurred to me to take that filter off and just take a picture of the sun but you did yeah, yeah it looks totally great and you know the other pictures that i had i just held the glasses over the uh end of the camera at the end <laughs> of the lens and i just I, I just wiggled it around looking through the viewfinder until i could see through the glasses and and could catch the sun and there was quite a few times where i caught the sun just directly on my eyes doing that Oof, which ouch. was you know a bad idea but um i made it <laughs> yeah i think you did okay yeah no it's, it's, it worked out it worked out pretty well for having you know zero equipment to do this now what's interesting though uh about where we were there 
there were tens of thousands of people in and around Beatrice, Nebraska. Yeah, and I've we we encountered all of them on the drive home. Um, yes, yeah, so we yeah. on on the western side of, Nebra- of uh, Beatrice is a place called the Homestead National Monument, mm-hmm. and they put on a huge, huge uh, multi-day event for this. Uh, Bill Nye was there. A lot of people from NASA were there. And uh, I thought about going to that, um, but I'm kind of glad I didn't because that would have been just a mess to yeah, get there I'm with glad the crowds did, and everything. I'm glad we did a little small scale. So we were on the eastern side of Beatrice with about the same amount of totality. And mm-hmm. people, literally, people from all over the country camped on this farm that we went to, to, to view and to photograph this eclipse. We, we, Simon and I went around, uh, just sort of looking for people to talk to. We found people from Florida, from Texas, from Minnesota, from Canada. It was all here in the middle of nowhere in Nebraska (laughs) to take pictures of this eclipse. And we saw some, we talked about how people prepped, you know, for their, uh, (laughs) for their equipment and everything. I'm going to bring up one more photo here and I kind of want you to talk about what we saw with this gentleman and what um, sort of this professional photographer side, which unfortunately for them, they had to pack up and go because of the weather. Yeah. I kind of wish I would have gotten his name. Well, his name is Phil. um, But I, I I hope uh, Phil, if, if you're out there listening to this, I hope you got some good pictures of the eclipse. We really enjoyed talking to you. And this, this, this picture here, Phil, that you're showing is one of the cameras that this guy had. And for, do, do you want to talk about this? You want me to? It, I don't know much about it, but to me, it looks like it's about a hundred years old. <laughs> so, and uh, I can talk about what the guy was going to do with it, but okay. I, I would like you to, to kind of describe what this was and what else he had there. He had half a dozen cameras set up for this thing. Yeah, and that was one of the coolest parts about this was Phil Phil and I, um, w- well, we just went around and we just approached people and started talking to them, and everyone was super friendly. And that was that was so cool. You just walk up and start talking to people, and everyone's there for the same thing, and, and uh, a lot of people had cameras. But the way in which people approached photography for this eclipse was totally different, so... You had some people with super zoom lenses, some people with telescopes and cameras pointed through them, some people with sky trackers where the camera would automatically follow the movement of the sun. And you had just people with point and shoots. And you had people like like this other Phil here who's got this this picture that you're seeing if you're watching the video feed. This is an old school Bellows camera and it uses, I believe, four by five inch film. And you you literally have to um, it, it put a piece of film in here. It doesn't have a built-in light meter, so you have to calculate the exposure doing <laughs> using some other method. And I don't remember what this lens is. I think it's a wider lens, like uh, probably a thirty-five or a twenty-four, something like that. But this is totally manual. <laughs> it's like this is way this this could well be a hundred year old camera i don't know but it was so cool that this guy was out here taking pictures of this event surrounded by all this high-tech stuff with this really old camera 
it's weird to think that that this is not a digital camera because he has one chance yeah. to get the photo that he's after with yeah. this. And <laughs> you may not notice in this in this picture, but it's not pointed skyward. It's actually just this is pointed to the east over overlooking a field that had cows grazing, had some trees off to the side, and mostly a nice wide open view with a sky above it. And what this other Phil was hoping to achieve here was, uh, I think he said something in the, in the neighborhood of a six minute exposure of super dark with the stars. Yeah, the yeah, that's right. That's right. Sky. Mm -hmm. I guess it could have been six minutes. The totality is only two and a half. But um, his goal was to get basically a, a nighttime photo with arcing star streaks over this field. I, I, it was crazy. It would have been incredible. It would have been amazing. Yeah. To to be there and and see that result happen and this guy he had he had some high-tech stuff he was shooting with the sony a7r either one or two which is a pretty cutting-edge sony camera um there was he had a uh, another old film camera um he he had what like half a dozen cameras oh yeah and i think for me one of the takeaways from this is it was a, a reminder that there's no correct way to do this sort of thing and even um, later on, no, it was it was earlier in the weekend. Um, Phil's son was playing soccer, and how old is he? Eight. He's he's seven. Okay, so he's seven, and we went to this to the soccer game, and I brought my my zoom lens and and I sat up on one corner of the field and I'm taking pictures of the soccer game, and other people were taking pictures on the sidelines, and nobody. It was doing it the best way everyone was doing it their own way and everyone as long as they got photos that they were happy with then mission accomplished and i i need to remember that more often when i'm i'm taking pictures of something with my kids or taking pictures of my kids or anything involving photography and my family is that there isn't really a correct way to do the whatever it is i'm photographing as long as i like the result and here's this guy with a hundred-year-old camera taking a, a picture I would have never thought to take. And that's what he wants to get. And that's fine. And then you got Phil who didn't even plan on it. And you got this phenomenal picture of <laughs> by literally just pointing your camera straight at the sun. <laughs> well, it was, it was awesome because one of the advantages that we had, well, let me uh, um, take this off here. Uh, I've got two more we'll show, but okay. they're quick. Uh, but okay. one of the advantages that we, that we had was uh, the fact that we did have so much cloud cover mm -hmm. because when it was thin enough, you could just look up right at the sun. Yeah. That was and really just cool. see it. Yeah. This sliver of the sun right through the clouds. And then occasionally when it would get bright enough, you'd slip on your glasses and you'd see the, well, you'd see this. If you're looking at the video, this is uh, pretty much the same photo from earlier, the same crescent sun, but it's pitch black and it's an orange glow. It almost looks like an uh, an orange slice mm -hmm. uh, candy or something, just glowing red hot. And this is just taken with the um, 
like a, a cheap pair of eclipse glasses we picked up at the grocery store that I held <laughs> over the end of the lens. I looked through the viewfinder to make sure I could see the sun because those glasses are so dark that you can't see anything else. Yeah, it's so Was weird. There any kind of cloud cover, you could see nothing. Um, and so you I tell to, you, this picture looks indistinguishable from a hundred others I saw during the day that were taken with multi hundreds of dollars of equipment. And yet it's a grocery store set of glasses that you just <laughs> held over the front of your camera. Yeah. Now I've got one more, which is, uh, similar, but the one cool thing that we, we got to experience, um, my wife, myself, and my son got to, to, to experience this. My daughter, she's in kindergarten. She wasn't very interested in the eclipse. Yeah, and she that was, was a little on the swing set. bummer for me. She was what? I'm sorry. What? Yeah, I interrupted. No, she was... Sorry. I, it was a little bit of a bummer for me because mm. I was pretty into it, but I had to kind of pause for a second and realize, you know what? If she's not interested, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. You know what? She's... I want to get her to at least see it and, and experience that, but she was just more interested in playing with the other kids. And, and that's fine. Uh, yeah. My, my youngest was kind of the same way there. My, my oldest was literally jumping up and down and screaming the totality, totality and all that. Even though we couldn't see the, the Corona with the halo and all that, it got pitch black during totality. And so he was really excited the whole time. My other son was kind of just sort of like, like your daughter, uh, just, it was, it was a curiosity, but he was more interested in the swing set and that's yeah. fine. Yeah. So this photo was taken through the sunroof on our car on the way home. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Most of my photos were taken that way. So uh, <laughs> my wife was driving. Wow. Driving is kind of a stretch because we were on the packed highway. Was it packed? On which we saw. Oh, I haven't told you this. We saw, I, I think, 22 license plates. On the drive home. Were you on Highway 77? We took Highway 77, which oh, is just wow. north from Beatrice to Lincoln. Yeah. And we saw nearly enough plates, some from Canada, but nearly enough plates to cover half the United States. Man, just that on is that cool. drive home. And <laughs> I I I have pictures. I started I started taking pictures of the plates. Like my wife was driving, I'm sitting there with, with my zoom on, looking out the windshield, and she would, in her rear view mirror, she'd say, "Okay, this one coming up, I don't recognize it. Get your camera ready." That's cool, Phil. Like, oh, it's a Wisconsin of or a collage, at least, of all of these plates that we saw. Yeah. Because on this on this stretch of road that normally takes thirty minutes to drive, it took a lot longer than that. But <laughs> here in the middle of nowhere, in Nebraska, we saw. 20 some license plates from all over the, the country. That is really cool. And, and, and it's, and it's, it's a, it's a, a story to tell. And to me, that's one of the reasons why I made that conscious decision to not photograph this eclipse. I wanted a story to tell and I wanted, I, I, I took a lot of pictures of the context for the event. And I'm a huge believer in photographic context. So I took pictures of the landscape of, of the campers. I took pictures of our kids playing um, cowboy golf. And I took pictures of Ken and Carla, who were the, the hosts. They, it was their farm that we were at. And during the eclipse, I took my glasses off and took pictures of everyone else with their glasses on. And I've got this one photo where 
there's seven or eight people all staring up at the sky with glasses on and there's some kids laying on the ground and it's that that picture will never happen again and i i wanted those kinds of things because i can look at phil's photo or, or your photo phil of the actual eclipse and i i will i i always want that in in my mind that halo of the sun or well not the halo but the crescent of the sun but i also want to remember what else was going on and i don't know i it in hindsight i had my zoom lens with me in my backpack i could have just pulled out my d7100 and my 7200 zoom lens so i would have had basically the exact same setup you did mm -hmm. and i could have taken a few pictures but i didn't and I don't know. I, I, I don't like live with regret or anything. Um, but honestly, I didn't really think I could get a good photo with only a 200 millimeter zoom lens. Turns out, I guess I could have. So maybe next time I'll try it. But I think it's kind of cool to look at the, the other photos so that I get a sense of time and place and personality aside from just the, the actual eclipse itself. Yeah. And I think that's a great, a great approach. And I think that a lot of people, probably missed that opportunity just i'm just kind of spitballing here yeah because maybe. everybody who's taking photos is going to take photos of the eclipse but if you're if you have the choice of which picture to hang on your wall mm -hmm. are you going to have this great picture of the corona or a picture of your friends and your kids laying on the ground with their glasses on staring up at the sun they're yeah, both I don't pretty know. cool, but unless you unless you got the, the way I'm thinking about this, unless I got an award-winning picture of the eclipse, I'd much rather just have the picture of the kids and the and the family. You know, so that yeah. tells a story. That well, you, and... you see this picture on the wall of everybody with these glasses on. You know, in a couple of years from now, someone walks in and says, "Oh, that's kind of cool." And you said, so, "Yeah, that happened at the eclipse, and we all went down and we drove together, and you know." Yeah, that's, that's there it is. And to me, a lot of people have seen an eclipse photo, and it, it, for you, Phil, there's no one with your eclipse photo, and I think that's really cool. And there's actually, I, I've not honestly seen a lot like yours, where there's the sun and the clouds and, and that sort of thing. So I think you have a pretty unique one. Um, but I would wager to uh, that. I would hazard a guess that not a lot of people have the the the, con, the photos that contextualize the event, or maybe they took them with their iPhone, um, which is perfectly legitimate, but it's likely not going to be as as sharp and crisp. And again, I, I keep coming back to there's no right way or wrong way, just like photographing a soccer game or a birthday party or any of the things that we've we've talked about here on Camera Dads. Um, but I think the fact that this is a fairly unique event made it a little more uh, or, or raised the photographic stakes a little bit and I think a lot of people felt a pressure to get a photo of the eclipse and really do it right and I'm I'm amazed that you with basically no planning at all got photos that are just as good if not better than a lot of the photos I've seen and I, I like that I can take your picture combine it with some of my pictures and together it's this complete event because you and I were both there at the event 
And yeah. I think that that adds a lot to it from from my perspective. So I, I'm I, I don't know. I, there's no. I'm trying to like think. Is there a moral to the story? And I don't think there is one. <laughs> but it was just an interesting experience for me to to have all this happen and then to think about it afterwards. Here's something that I was thinking about, and this is this is difficult to photograph, but it's the technology is around now, and you and I just don't have it. Mm-hmm. Is a 360 degree camera the kind that is becoming almost common that you can mm-hmm. attach one to your smartphone? Yeah. If you've seen those, I um, have. Mm-hmm. I think Samsung makes one, and uh, one or two other companies make one. The one of the unique things about the Eclipse was that during the totality, it's nighttime straight above you, but all around you is sunset. That was it looks awesome. Like, it looks like a sunset yeah. every way you look. That was so cool. So I, I imagine that some people were able to, to get a photo with a 360-degree camera mm-hmm. of that happening. Mm-hmm. I haven't come across any. If you if you have one of those and would like to share it, please do so. You know, put it on our Facebook page or or uh, shoot us a message from the website. Yeah, because I'd love to take a look at some of those. Because you, we talk about telling a story, you know, and and we can do that with what we have. And but we have there's a whole another group of people and a whole different upbringing of photography right now with a 360 camera and a VR headset. Mm-hmm you could almost relive what we did by sticking a smartphone over your face with a 360 degree photo or video. And then you can, you know, you could spin around and like, wow, I'm standing inside this yeah, eclipse thing that was, five years ago. Well, and, and <laughs> so that would be cool. If someone has, has access to something like that, that would be really cool to check out. And, you know, you make a really good um, point here, Phil, about the Camera Dads community. If any of you listeners have photos to share from this event, post them to our Facebook page or email them to us and we'll put them up. But it'd be interesting to hear your stories about the eclipse, especially if you were with your family and see some of your pictures as well. And I I think it's cool that the next one is going to come around in only seven years. Is that right? I think it's. Uh, 2024 yeah and i know that's seven years i know eclipses happen every 18 months but they don't often happen in your own backyard so this doing this gave me some things to think about for the next time that this happens and for instance even talking to you just in the last half hour phil i'm getting some ideas and i think i want to come a little more prepared with a way to do both and take photos of the eclipse if i if i can as well as the context for the eclipse and even things like the physical location. If we can find a, a wide open field or even a hilltop to view the second one from, then I, I'd like to try and do that for the experience, but also to maybe get a, a couple of photos of it. So you've given yeah. me some things to think about. All right. Cool. Well, um, thank you for, for taking the time to do this sort of off the cuff topic. I think, I think the whole thing was, uh, at least for me, the whole experience had almost no planning and That's kind of true. like this episode. And it was, just, <laughs> it was really cool. I'm glad that we'll have the chance to do it again in about seven years. Mm-hmm. If we choose to make the drive, it's going to be a lot longer this time because it's, it's further south. But knowing that 
it kind of having done it now, yeah, you can be prepped a little bit if you want to travel and do it again. And it's interesting what you say about no planning. Um, there's a lot of times when I approach a, a photographic situation trying to plan as much as I can and get everything right, get all the gear right, get the location right, and then something doesn't work out. It's raining or or someone's fussy or at the birthday party the 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 pinata doesn't break um mm-hmm. and these things happen and i think it's an important um attitude to have of of being able to roll with the punches and for us at the eclipse um there was certainly there was a little bit of disappointment that we couldn't see totality even after months of planning and all this things happen and what are you going to do about it? And some people were able to, to actually leave and, and f- find another location. But Yeah, I felt bad for because this other Phil, I, I, I don't think he stuck around. I mean, I, I'm I don't pretty think sure he, he picked up here and left. And there were dozens of other people that had camped out you know, the night before and set yeah. up their cameras. We saw several people with multiple cameras. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, when the rain came and the weather was coming in, I think that they made the decision we're going to go try our luck, you know, a few miles in a different direction. Mm-hmm. And I hope that they got, you know, I hope that they were able to get yeah, what they were after. Yeah. Before we close, I want to give a shout out to Evan for uh, telling me about this years ago. And uh, once again, to Brian and Carissa for all their hospitality and Ken and Carla for opening their house to all of us and all the campers. It was really cool to, to experience this event with everyone. And I think that more than seeing the eclipse that's what i'm gonna remember and that's what i'm glad i have photos of is the event itself yeah agreed and shout out to phil who's on this podcast phil. with me oh and uh, yeah and, and the other phil <laughs> and and your wife and your kids <laughs> and everybody else who was who was involved with that that was a fun time oh and fun time. gosh I, I was gonna say um so the kids i think your son was part of this too the because this is a farm there was animals. Um, some of the kids caught this toad, and they named it Hops or Mister Hops. Was your son involved in this? He he was involved. He didn't like. There was this one girl who was just like in charge of Hops. Yeah, yeah, that's but, right. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, he she was, was involved. clearly the ringleader. <laughs> and it's funny because here's this this eclipse, you know, that all the adults and grownups been planning for, and it's going to be awesome. And then the the kids, in the in the time since, my kids have talked more about the toad than the eclipse itself. And I think there's something to be said for that where I forget that I, I approach a lot of these situations from my dad point of view, especially as a, a photographer. I wanna photograph the big event, the eclipse. And I actually get, did get some pictures of the kids playing with this toad and, and some of them were holding this toad and the toad was not abused, everything is fine. Um, but it's those context photos that I'm glad I have. and it. it it reminds me of when I'm at a, a birthday party or camping or whatever to get these other photos that sh- that tell the story and show a bigger context in, as opposed to just the, the one event of the kid opening presents or things like that. So anyway, that's, that's, that's kind of a running theme with this show. Yeah. Kind of is, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So have we covered it? We covered it like the moon covered the sun. Whoa. <laughs> That's the best simile I've heard, at least in the in the past day. 
So <laughs> why don't you go ahead and introduce uh, our next topic where we'll get kind of back on schedule. Okay, so our next topic, uh, we're going to have a guest on. His name is Eric. He's a photographer. And we're going to be talking about how we, uh, me, Phil, and Eric balance all the duties of fatherhood with the uh the, the, with our our interest in photography and we a lot of times we combine the two we're taking pictures of our kids but a lot of times we don't and how do we how do we um end up or how, how do we find time to do the artistic side of things the post-processing um how do we explore photography while also staying uh, uh, being good dads, <laughs> good husbands. So, so we're looking forward to talking with Eric about that. And uh, if all goes well, we'll get the the we'll record on schedule. But every now and then things happen, and we'll just have to see. So, listeners, if you're waiting with bated breath for this next episode, um, hopefully it'll be out the first Monday. What do we do? Is it the first Monday of each month? First Monday of the month, yeah. Okay, so first Monday of October. That episode well, should be, be out. Hard just to get two camera dads together, I know because of camera kids involved in the <laughs> or a third one into the mix. So anyway, that, that's why the show is only once a month, people. That's right. Yes, <laughs> we strive for quality over quantity. All right, Phil. Awesome. So, thanks a lot. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, All listeners. Right. Yes, yeah, and we'll later. talk to you next time.